Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. This is a special podcast and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, who has shared some of her knowledge at an LDA conference and we'll go over some of the salient points from her talk. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So you've been traveling. You've been going to... Um, Atlanta. Atlanta? Yes. Okay. And, um, and you had the uh, a good uh, opportunity to talk to some uh, educators? Yes, I had an opportunity uh, to talk about my uh, almost a decade of experiences in uh, discoculia intervention with the participants there. It was the 55th. Uh, annual International Learning Disabilities Association Conference. Well, that's a mouthful. Wow. Yeah. Well, the format was a small group table discussion to maximize the uh, exchange of ideas and knowledge transfer. And I really liked that. It was very informal and direct. And um, I met uh, very dedicated people there. Great to see how wonderfully enthusiastic they are in finding innovative work, ways to work with these children who are learning disabled and then particularly, obviously, the dyscalculia students. Okay, well, what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to play a couple of uh, clips. It's very noisy there, so uh, it may be difficult to hear, but then we'll, uh, we would love to have your uh, elaborations on that. So... Now, the first quote that I heard was about uh, tiers of intervention. It's very interesting. It may not be clear to many teachers and parents, so let's listen in for a while. Now, as you probably know, we have three tiers of instruction. The first tier is the classroom teacher who should use research-based curriculum. Tier two is the small group instruction by a math specialist or a math tutor. And tier three, that is the dyscalculia tutor, specialized. Now, a regular math tutor works with the children on keeping up with where the class is at. Re-explain the same curriculum. A little bit easier, smaller numbers, a little bit slower, but still, it's curriculum-based, what the other kids do in the class. And a dyscalculia tutor, like me, I work on the basic, on the gaps, Okay, that sounds clear. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, this whole system with the three tiers is still a, a source of confusion. And teachers and parents, uh, some of them still think that a dyscalculia tutor is, in fact, a math tutor with some tools and manipulatives. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, and it's strange because no one expects the dyslexia tutor to help with homework and to help the child read the book they are reading in class. Yeah, they're sound, sounding out paragraphs and letters and Yes, sounds and, 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 and unfortunately with a dyscalculia tutor, the expectations are often that they also cover all the homework and go over the, the work what is done in class. We'll come back to this uh, later when we uh, talk about leveling with the parents. important to... Take some time before you start the intervention right, that right, that is all clear. Right, I level set them all. Okay, well, let's look at our next clip here. And the next clip, uh, that's from the piece where you talk about that you can already screen for dyscalculia at six. Well, that's a striking 
striking comment here. So let's let's listen in. Really early, you can diagnose it at the age of six months. You already see a difference between the brain of kids who do not have dysphoria and those who have. So that, that I was so strikingly amazing. Yes. Yeah, that I, I on purpose uh, charged that a little bit to uh -huh. have an impact and then later on we uh, came back to that and we said, well, it's not exactly the diagnosis, but what you actually see is that at the age of six months, and um, a really famous researcher in this area is uh, Carol Wynn in um, Austria, um, that um, there is a difference at this young age in how strong uh, babies react to uh, a numerosity, to two or three little puppets that they see uh, in um, a showcase just in front of them. And those who are uh, more interested, who... Uh, more readily see the differences between if there are two or three. Um, these go on to develop uh, into very uh, able um, students in, in arithmetic and, and further math. Okay. Well, you already have a group at the age of six months who does not react so much, which means they do not perceive it as strongly as the other group uh, about differences in numerosity. And uh, yes, it is an inborn thing, and, and that is what I wanted to bring uh, to the table over there, that it's not something that like a teacher in kindergarten or first grade, um, uh, it's, it's not linked with her instruction. Those kids right. already have a different wiring of their brain from really early on, and... Um, also, uh, recent research has shown that you can uh, predict math um, achievement at, at age uh, when you do little sorting exercises with young children, like in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And you, you, for instance, read a few animal names right. to them, and you ask them to sort pictures of these animals in the same order that you've mentioned them. Okay. And the ones who do poorly on that little test will also have more issues okay. with uh, later well, that's math. Interesting. So that's a, a good indication of, uh, of early issues uh, indicating that there yes, might be an and, issue and, with and, uh, it, it shows that there is a clear link with short-term memory and, and working memory. And these are very important uh, components that are related to later uh, math achievement. Good. So what we could think about is screen the uh, students who are below the 10th percentile in any so in a in an ERB test in any uh, standardized test mm -hmm. um, although the ERBs and, and uh, standardized school tests usually start uh, in third or fourth grade but here uh, I told them that early screening really early kindergarten and first grade can help uh, teachers to uh, find those students who will have later problems and help them as early as possible. So we have a numeracy screener which has two probes. It's less than five minutes. Uh, all the materials are online and free and it's produced at the Numerical Commission Laboratory uh -huh. by uh, Daniel Ansari under his supervision in Canada. Then we have a slightly more... Um, uh, 
we have more uh, larger uh, thing. It's called the early numeracy indicator because that has four probes as opposed to two for the numeracy screener. Uh -huh. But it's still done in less than 10 minutes. It has benchmarks and all the materials and the scoring uh, is free online. So teachers could just do this. Could just do this in a few in a few minutes, or they could even train. Uh, uh, volunteers, uh, teachers' aides to yeah. do this if they don't have time to do it themselves, but please do it. Uh, I also wanted to mention the 10 test of early numeracy, which also has four probes, also is less than 10 minutes, has three benchmark tests per year, very similar to the early numeracy indicator. It has also some uh, guidelines for uh, RTI, and that is um, from Ames Web. Okay. And then, uh, last but not least, um, we had a um, screener checklist on our website that is now available uh, as an Android app right. for uh, phones. Uh, quick, easy, free, and uh, it alerts people and, and uh, both parents and, and uh, teachers when there might be a more extensive issue and those students might okay. need a more extensive uh, All assessment. All related to the uh, early, uh, early early intervention detection. is definitely right. best. Definitely. Well, okay, we'll move on to our next uh, clip. Now, this is the one where you talk about teamwork and getting the parents involved. Yeah, please feel free to take cards and folders and pencils and so on. You're doing your marketing here? We'll cover the rules of engagement. These are the things that need to be in place before you start. Working in a team is absolutely the best. You need the full support also from the parents. They need to be informed on what you'll do and what you will not do to support the remediation at home. They need to help. They need to play math games and uh, do 10 frames with the kids. So there's a clear role for the parents here. Yes, yes, it's important uh, not only to do the actual math-related exercises, but also to um, give a positive picture about math. Not say, oh yeah, it was difficult for me in school too, or oh yeah, I can understand, this is so cumbersome, yes, 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 now we're going to do something fun. Please don't say anything negative about math because they will internalize that and it's really counterproductive uh, for, uh, for uh, progress. Now, uh, like I said, it's an important uh, point uh, as parents, teachers, tutors, special ed, support people. They all need to be on board and work together to, to make sure that the student doesn't get overwhelmed with different expectations or confused even and that everyone works in the same direction and on the same level and I have very good uh, experiences with it and actually not had more than one or two situations over the past decade where parents mm -hmm. were not ready right. to get into the learning disability and could not accept their role uh, but usually parents are very happy if you provide them with suggestions uh, how to work with their uh, student in a positive way because more often than not the last uh, time before they started the tutoring it was a source of stress and um, uh, sometimes even tears so if you can take that away and uh, remodel that into a positive experience both for the 
child and for the parents that is, is really important. Okay, so it's the role of the uh, parents, they got to be supportive. Like also the math teacher probably and the special education people. And, uh, yeah. Okay, and then um, I wanted to finish our quotes here with the fourth quote. And that sounded like a message of hope where uh, you tell the children that the children uh, and you emphasize that they um, that they can't do something yet. Let's listen. Anyway, so uh, you need to also explain, I feel, explain it to the child that, that it's not done, but that something is not yet connected in their brain, but they're doing okay. And really keep saying, you see, you couldn't do this last month, but now you can. So the emphasis on the word yet. Absolutely, and that comes from the insights of Carol Dweck at Stanford University, who always talks about the power of yet. It goes back to the growth mindset, and an important thing to teach the children is that their brain can grow and will grow, and that you will eventually be able to do the math. Now, in the beginning of this quote, I also make the point that you need to tell the children what is happening, that they need to know that they have a learning disability and be clear about it and I like to say that they kind of need to to own uh, mm -hmm. their learning disability and not be not be ashamed about it or shy and uh, that way they will feel way more comfortable to ask for help and actively participate in the remediation. Great. Well, thank you very much Dr. Schroeder. Uh, it was a nice opportunity to hear a couple of those uh, quotes and I'm looking forward uh, to the next conference where we can uh, follow your uh, your teachings. Yes, Thank in, you very in, much. in Fort Worth next year. Okay. In, actually, in Texas. So in Texas. All Texas teachers, please pay attention <laughs> and uh, and join. We'll see you there. Thank you very much. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoculiaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoculiaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.